0: Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson and Chris Hemke, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast uh chris what an interesting week it's been huh
1: i'm glad it's friday
0: yeah you said it man uh a little wild over at the shop at duramax tuner calibrated power phones have been steady stealth have been flying off the shelf six-speed conversion kits a lot
1: of turbos a lot of six-speed conversions a lot of transmission inquiries we have that new 550 trans out so guys that are towing maybe not looking to upgrade turbocharger things like that looking for just a mild upgrade um a lot of guys, you know, they're they're planning for the fall. They're planning on parking their trucks. They're planning on starting their winter builds. Like, that that plan starts now, honestly.
0: Yeah, well, for the guys that actually are going to follow through right. and do it.
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, know, you, you talk to 100, you'll get maybe three, you know. Right. But whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. I've been in these guys' shoes. I know what it's like. It's nerve-wracking. It's exciting. Um, you know, so it's cool to be a part of. Sled pull season's kicking off. Like, it's getting in the full swing for us too especially with our project that we're working on at the shop uh project connect we call it here in house um so we're going to be actually traveling this weekend going to a, a pull to test the truck out just got it off the rollers made some respectable numbers so like i said through and through it's been crazy crazy week at the shop
0: yeah absolutely so the lbz budget build is going to be uh, piloted and built by tyler franzen uh he is one of the sales reps over at duramax tuner um yeah uh uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have to see the video, guys. You have to see the video to understand the reference. Uh, Tyler's a great guy. Uh, he's a little bit newer on the video, so you'll, you'll see that in the initials. I'll tell yeah. you, Chris, we've already recorded about five episodes. He's gotten
1: better and better. As and the, as
0: we're yeah. watching the cuts of the later and later episodes, you can see not only is this truck getting more and more polished, but yeah. Tyler's definitely progressing as somebody who's on camera.
1: I'm just going to keep giving him crap just because it's fun. And I mean, he's a good friend of mine. We've been friends for years. So, yeah. you know, uh, the dynamic of us at the shop, it's I pick on him a lot. I'm like the big brother picking on him, this and that, even though he's a foot taller than me.
0: Well, anybody who wants to know what you two are like at the shop just needs to follow both of you yeah, on Snapchat and, Snapchat. I, and then they yes. they can watch you two yeah. work because yeah. all you two do is Snapchat each other, well, not working I'm all really day. good
1: now with uh, navigating my computer with my right hand, Snapchatting with the reverse camera with my left. Yeah. That way Snapchat can see what I'm doing, working, what he's doing, nothing. And then he gets upset and then Snapchats me and we have like like a couple group snapchats that we share everything to. Yeah. There's like 30 people, 40 people in the group. And then I put it on my story for all of my snapchatters to see. And I started putting it on Instagram too. Yeah. So it, I've people that. love it. People love it. They're like, "Dude, I feel like I work with you." Like, it's like, "Oh, you're welcome."
0: Do you feel like you you do exactly what we do, which is watch each other yeah. not work, right? No, yeah,
1: we all give each other shit at the end of the day. It's like what, what? Like I don't know what you do, Paul. Like I, honestly, God, I'll just be honest. I don't know what it is that you do all day. You, my but wife, and my boss something. all say the same yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. me. Your um. boss, yeah, Nick, Nick. I've heard Nick, Paul. What the, you know. But no, like for me at the end of the day like I'm in sales, right? So there's numbers. So even if I look like I'm doing nothing, as long as some money is made, then it's like, all right, well, you did something. Clearly something was done. Yeah,
0: have you checked out any of the Facebook pages for Duramax tuner calibrated power diesel performance podcast? Yeah, yeah. That's what I did.
1: No, you're like That's what I did no, all day. No, see, you know what, dude? I, so, hey, you get paid to be on Facebook all day.
0: I do. You <laughs> dude, don't. Yes, I do.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I really I do no, too. No, you
0: get paid and happen to be on Facebook. No. I get paid to be on Facebook.
1: I do all the lurking. I do all the lurking. I see it's, what people are talking about, what they like, what they don't like. When I'm on the phone with guys, you know, guys, I, my demeanor changes when I look you up on Facebook because then that's that face-to-face interaction. Now I'm talking to you. Now I feel like I know you.
0: I've never fe- felt so much sympathy for your manager.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Jamie, Jamie's, <laughs> Jamie's a great guy. I don't know if you can see my face. But, yeah, he's a good dude.
0: Uh, Jamie, you and Jamie did the Smart EGT LML yeah. back down yep. video. Had to
1: give him the prep prior to that because yeah. he was a little nervous. I know he really was. It was fun.
0: I know. Yeah, he was pretty confident in the meeting when I asked him to do it, but yep. but you could see yeah, that no, the minute he
1: got in, he's like he's listening. He listens to do a do? lot of rap music, so he's like listening <laughs> to music in the truck, and I'm like, dude, it does not fit his like character whatsoever. I love but that. No, he's a. We have. 24 characters that work at the shop. Yeah. 26, 24, whatever whatever
0: we're up to. But right. And every, hiring. Actually and hiring. Big, big shout out uh, if you're a podcast listener and you are a, a machinist, you have experience with CNC machines, uh, if you have experience in shipping, shipping if you have experience CD. in customer service yep. or sales, uh, we are looking for more people to add to the staff yep. over at Duramax tuner and and calibrated mechanic. power.
1: And a mechanic. And a mechanic. Yep. And, so a, if and, you're and a, a good wrench. Mechanic. Got a uh, you know uh, a plethora of tools. Yeah, you know, and you're looking to wrench.
0: We uh, we need, we need mechanics. We do want to qualify that by saying, sorry guys, we need somebody local oh, uh, right. and no training. Like like we you guys we, need the training right, already. You need yeah. you need to have training before yeah. you come to the door.
1: Because I'll tell you what, our training process at the shop is awesome.
0: It's <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of OJT in our world, yeah. Uh, which is on the job training, yeah. uh, which is pretty much like sink or swim kind of teaching yeah. your kid at, at the pool, yeah. right?
1: I just, I look at it as like, uh, growing up, my dad always tried, uh, teaching me how to ride a bike and, uh, never would do it eight crap, hundred times. And then one day I just was like, I'm going to do it myself. And I figured it out. And that's, I mean, you brag, no, I'm just saying like, you walk me through this, like <laughs> you hold my hand through a lot of stuff and I don't ever get it. Right. And then one day I just pick it up and I just do it myself.
0: Yeah. One and, day we just tell you I'm done helping yeah, figure and then it then out. I figure it out. Like, right. you know, piece or phantom. So the best way to help you is to tell me to fuck off, tell you to fuck off. <laughs> God. <laughs> Done. yeah for real thank you okay uh wc fab whirly whirly uh generally wc fab of course sponsors are from facebook segment yep. uh this week we did have a ton of messages on facebook but i wasn't going to feature any one of them specifically what i'm getting a lot of questions about is what should my next step be so okay. a lot of guys are coming on to our Facebook page and saying, I have this, this, and this. And, and we've heard a lot of these in the yeah. past if you've listened to the show. Uh, so they'll come on and say, I've got this, this, and this done to my truck. What's, what advice do you have for me? So I thought maybe for this week's Whirlies from Facebook, we could kind of just give some general guidelines about, like, here's where your right. horsepower limiters are. Yeah. So if you're on a Duramax, any year Duramax, uh, although I haven't tested the L5P, so LB7 all the way up to LML. Your first limiter is your trans. You're you're able to make more horsepower than what your trans can put down. But if we're going to build your truck and talk about putting power down using your truck, you need a built transmission as your first big limiter. Yeah. Right. Uh, tuning, of course, is going to unlock the power to yeah. get up to reach those limiters. So I kind of am just assuming tuning here is like you should already be purchasing tuning before we start having this right. conversation. Right. Uh, from there. Uh, Again, on all trucks, all Duramaxes, turbos, your next major limiter. Uh, There are going to be some supporting mods you need to do along the way that could be different depending on which RPO we're talking about. But just in general, in the most general sense, Duramax turbos. About five twenty to five fifty. We really don't see more than that out of a stock any year Duramax turbo.
1: I mean and you a lot of this can be applied to the Cummins world as well. You know, when we're talking two thousand three all the way through two thousand eighteen. Um, maybe you can get away with some smaller mods. Same with like the newer LMLs, you know. Now we're now we're now we're nitpicking. Right. But right. from the general consensus, what I want any of our listeners to get out of this is is when you're talking about the next step, you need to have an understanding of what your foundation is. Right. What can the foundation support at that given time? Not, well, I have stock trans, but I have up pipes and manifolds. I'm going to throw an exhaust and an intake on there. That's that's not a next step. That's a supporting mod that's going to help with efficiency that is not going to get you to the next step in making power and supporting it to the ground.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So once we're past the turbos, next on is injectors or CP3, CP4, Usually depending on what year yeah, we're talking I mean, about.
1: Generally, we're going to group that. Injectors and pump are the next step. Yep. You know, that's the next big ticket item. And unfortunately, from there, now it's a motor. Right. now, it's Now it's a long block. Now we're talking rods, pistons, crank, potentially, cam, head studs, you know, things like that. I get a lot of questions where guys are like, oh, my truck makes 500 horse. I'm going to head stud it. Well, why? You know, A lot of head gaskets, there are premature head gasket failures, but a lot of that is going to be contested to the tuning that the guys are running or how the truck's being operated. Yeah. In a perfect world with a good tune, you're not going to run into a premature head gasket failure. Chances are, on a Duramax, I'm going to see a bottom end failure happen before a head gasket failure happens. True story. In most cases. Not saying that the the guys that have had a premature head gasket failure don't call me and don't message us saying, well, I had this. This is a broad general.
0: Chris Emke says you're wrong. Extension 2121. Reach him right now. Uh, No, I'm just joking.
1: (laughs) All right, Paul. So I just gave you the dots there. I'm done with this recording.
2: But for real.
0: No, for real. Okay. So, so I, I guess my general point is when you're looking at your next step, you need to know what your limiters are. Yep. You need to know that foundation, like Chris had said, and then you need to look forward and say, well, what's my next horsepower limiter? What is tapped out? Yep. What What's holding me back? Trucks don't come all evenly equipped to say this truck makes 400 horse and every one of these parts is at the same limiter, yep. right? They, they all hit they all come in to be a factor at they different all, horsepower levels. They're all
1: going to be limiting factors at different horsepower levels, and they are all detuned because they need to make one one vehicle for a lot of different applications. So they need to be reliable.
0: Yeah, I always tell guys like GM or or Cummins or any OEM, they have to make a vehicle that they could sell to any moron with money or credit and, and with no instruction. So you can take this truck, put it to gross vehicle weight, put the f- wood to the f- put the floor to the woods, wood to the floor. Thank you, and run it. Try to run it up up the steepest pass you can. No, the truck's probably not going to live, but th- th- they have to make it that safe that it, it at least could attempt that project, right? Mm-hmm. Like any moron could could buy this truck and drive it, and GM is still going to cover the warranty. Right. So they have to pull back the tuning on them. They have to pull back the power on them. They have to overbuild them in different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of what we do is just helping people figure out what that area is and how much it's going to cost to get past it, right? So uh, again, if you need anything from Chris or I, and you want some advice about what you should do with your build, please shoot us a message on the Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook page. We'd be happy to kind of break that down with you guys and really go through it. Uh, This follows me right into Exergy's Do's and Don'ts. And I usually try to break these two segments up. But with Exergy's Do's and Don'ts, we've talked a ton about making sure stuff is clean. Look out for debris. Look out for this. Look out for that. What I wanted to hit on today was that same topic of Know what your limiters are, yeah. right? Trucks, again, in a very general sense, come with more fuel than air for a reason. Right? Like, like there, there is a, a legitimate logic to why you don't live on the edge of your injectors, especially in a competition truck. Yeah. You, you generally, uh, generally want to have more fuel than air because you want to max out your charge within reason. Right. Right. Course, right. Yeah. You know, not 150s so... on a stock turbo. But 150 is on, like, a Stealth 67. That makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think the big thing there is reliability, dependability, longevity. You know, uh, for a guy that's looking for an example, 700 horsepower, a 45 over will get you there. I mean, a 30% overstretched will get you close to 700. Right. But I just said 30% stretched. 40 45 is going to get you there but the injector is kind of not maxed out but it's it's there it's working. Yeah. You go into like a little bit bigger like 60%. A 60% injector at 700 horsepower, right? Is that is a sweet spot. Like that's a gravy spot in my opinion cuz the injector doesn't have a ton of on time. You're not going to be running a crazy amount of timing through the motor. So you're not giving the engine the have the ability to build high cylinder pressure, heats, temperature, that kind of thing. Like the truck's going to live happy at that power level. The depending on supporting mods. and r- r- limitations, yeah. So <clears throat> it's just building and picking the right injector for the application. And the same goes for the pump. You know, don't go and throw a set of 100 overs or a set of 60 overs and then throw a sportsman pump in there because that's not a proper match. So you got to be able to know what CP3 you're running or two CP3s or three CP3s or whatever the case may be. You want it to be a proper match to the injector sizing that you have for the horsepower level you're shooting for.
0: Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, diesel Insights, guys, if you're following the series over at Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power, uh, I do post those to all of our Facebook pages yep. and then pretty much just to the Duramax Tuner YouTube channel. So you can check those out. Uh, what we've done is started to build a video series around Nick just educating people about diesel topics. So we've done uh, – well, actually, I'll give you guys a little insight. Coming up, this this coming Monday, which is whatever date in July um, – it's going to be P0700 troubleshooting. Yep. We've done limp mode. We've done LB7 injector failure. We've done turbo teardowns. We've done transmission teardowns. We've done a ton of stuff about just trying to educate people in general about diesel performance or even just about diesel trucks. Just stock Stock stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We actually, just today, I I ran to do this podcast coming from the Turbo Bay over at Duramax Tuner because we were shooting one on turbo failure. So Mm -hmm. why do turbos failures? How do you analyze a turbo that's failed to determine what caused it? Yeah. So Diesel Insights, really, really cool series. Uh, Keep an eye out for those. Of course, also Project um, LBZ Budget Build. Uh, Those are going to be coming out weekly. We've already got a bunch of episodes recorded. We're trying to get them out to you as fast as we can, so really pushing on our editor there. Uh, And then, of course, Chris, you are also kicking off another video series. We referenced
1: it on the the ride-along. So, uh, Tell me a little bit about it. It's going to be a video series. It's going to be a vlog of uh, my beautiful mug um, driving a bunch of different vehicles. We popped it off with uh, the 15 Ram, so the twin turbo ram. Um, And it's basically, it's anything diesel related. I don't care if it's stock, aftermarket, we're going to do some where the truck's stock and then we tune it and then drive it and kind of go through the process. But it's really just to give the listeners, the viewers, uh, the ability to kind of experience what it is that we experience on a day-to-day. Yeah. Okay? Or maybe you're inquiring about a turbocharger, or maybe you're inquiring about a bigger set of injectors, or what is this injector going to do with this turbo combination driving on the street? You know, what's drivability with a built trans? What's drivability with tuning? Just anything and everything that you guys can think of is what we kind of want to portray okay that's what I want to touch on that's what I want to hit on I want this to be more user interacting type you know very interactive with if you guys have an idea and you have a question I want you to comment in the video tag I want you to be able to let me know what's going on so I can address it
0: or if you have a vehicle and you want Chris to drive drive it it, and have it be featured on on the show we'd love to do that too
1: and it's it's one of those things where with my position here or at Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power I have a lot of buddies with a lot of trucks yeah we have a lot of trucks I have my own vehicles you have your vehicle like we have the ability to get into a lot of vehicles if needed and a lot of different a lot of different setups just a lot of different packages sled pull trucks drag strip trucks tow trucks daily driven trucks street trucks the whole nine yards right you know so i'm really excited about this this has been a while to kind of get it off the ground again i need a little bit of guidance and then paul was like listen like i'm done dealing with you figure it out <laughs> boom we did our recording it worked um, so it'll be exciting, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the progression of that as the podcast grew, Diesel Insights grew, you know, everything that we do. Once we finally put our energy into it, and you guys, the listeners give feedback, it, that's what we need. Absolutely, you know, That's everything. That's the motivation. About how long do we expect these shows to be? You know, probably going to be looking at between anywhere from five to 15 minutes, I would say. Um, some trucks are going to be a little bit more interesting than others. Um, I don't expect anyone to have to look at me for longer than that, honestly. Like, I don't want to look at myself that long. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's more or less like I have my own guidelines of what I want to touch on for that given truck. You know, Paul, you and I have gone yeah. over some of this as well. Um, our producer, Justin has gone over some of this stuff. Me and him were just talking about this yesterday as well. Um, So every truck might be a little different, but we're still going to base everything off of a couple of simple guidelines.
0: I love it. These are the things that we want to touch on. How often should our listeners and viewers be looking for this to come out?
1: So the idea right now, you know, I do have a workload. You know, I I am only one person. Um, What's nice is is I do have a pretty long commute to and from work every day. So the idea here is, is to launch one a month. And that's just for an internal, Internal support. Okay. So what we can internally support right now. And we might I might do more recordings and kind of have like a bank stacked up for them. But for starters, it's gonna be one a month.
0: Yeah, yeah. There is a, a limit to what what we can support you with. Uh the podcast is is ninety nine percent of the time edited by Radio Rich yep. still, uh, who's an amazing editor and producer. So we really like working with him yep. on the audio. Um to, to launch the, the, the vlog series, which I, I think we still need a title for that. Can we, we talk
1: do. about a title for it? Could it, it be? Dude, you don't want to know what Justin and I have been talking about. Nick would probably bury me alive if I, I told don't, you.
0: I don't doubt that. So,
1: guys, I am a character at work. There is a huge – there is a lot of color at the shop, to say the <laughs> least, right? There's a lot of – strong personalities, and I am one of the stronger ones there when it comes to being a character. Would you have to agree with that?
0: That's the most churched up way I've ever heard yeah. somebody admit to being an asshole. But yeah, yeah, sure, no, sure. You're sure. A, I'm doing air quotes yeah, like they can see me, yeah. Chris. But yeah, you're a character.
1: Yeah, I'm a character. So I want it to be fun, but at the end of the day, it's got to be professional. It's got to be clean cut. It's got to be something Nick approves. You know, at the end of the day, Nick is the reason that I'm doing this. Sure. So, um, I want it to be fun. I want it to be creative. If this is a project that, like, I'm kind of you know working on, and especially with you, Justin, and anyone over at the shop, I don't know. I'd like to put my little spin on it, but I yeah. want it to be respected within the industry, of no, course. No, for sure,
0: for sure. Awesome. Man. Well, I know I'm really excited for it. Uh, I got to just review two cameras of one shoot. Uh, Already which a street race. Way, way <laughs> too much of me staring right. at your face. Already um, a street race yes. in
1: episode one. I raced an import car. Raced
0: an import car, yep. text while driving, <laughs> turn without signaling. I, I, there's, I, I don't know if I can release the uh, footage because I feel like they may just come write you a book of tickets. You know what?
1: It was filmed in Mexico.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so we are. We're, we're very excited for that project. Uh, we should see the first cut of that come out in the beginning of August. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for it, uh, we're hoping hoping for the first week of August to have that edit uh, up and live. Cool. Uh, today, we have somebody really cool on the line. Yeah. Uh, so I have Jason with Diesel Power Magazine. Jason, how the hell are you?
1: Good. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing
0: great. great, man. Thank you so much for uh, bearing with us here
3: while we, we to get, get through our,
0: yeah. our regular episode. Uh, Jason, give me a little bit of your background in uh, diesel performance.
3: So I've been with uh, Diesel Power in one form or another for going on 12 years now. Wow. Started back in 06 doing... Uh, editorial on the website the year after Diesel Power launched, and then rode that out for about six years before jumping over into the feature editor position at Diesel Power. Did that for two, two and a half years, then ran the book for a couple months between editors before K.J. took it over. And then since then, I've taken over as the editor-in-chief of Truck Trend magazine, the uh, anchor of our group, if you would say. And I sit right across from K.J. now and kick
0: him every day. So I've been a part of uh, Diesel Power since pretty much the beginning. That's awesome, man. Um, so so you've been involved in r- obviously writing and editing and producing a ton of articles and a ton of media for over a decade now about diesel performance, but we actually have you on the line for something really specific today. you got a, a new project truck
3: going on. Yeah, we've been working on a, an LB7 build for about a year now. In the uh, magazine world, these things take a lot longer than you might think.
0: <laughs> hey man we're a shop we know it uh we've planned out projects to take you know six weeks that took two years so i get it <laughs> four years yeah Definitely. <laughs> five years all right man well give me a rundown of this uh lb7 what are we doing to it
3: so we're doing just about everything to it to get it to about 650 horsepower we wanted a, this a nice street truck if you will we're going for a big race truck so the, the start of this project was we bought just a basket case 2002 silverado the guy that owned it before us blew the thing up and then sold it off to another guy who thought he could fix it and he couldn't and it was a complete mess so for about three grand we grabbed the whole truck and just drug it back to the shop
0: three grand you hey, grabbed a i mean even just a roller that still had a block and a trans in it i'd say that's worth it
3: yeah that's what we said too we ended up uh finding it on Craigslist. Called the guy that morning, and we're in his driveway with the trailer that night about 300 miles away. (laughs) So (laughs) we grabbed the cash and uh, made it for it because it's a perfectly straight-body crew cab four-wheel drive. So it it was a
2: a score for sure. Wow. But most of the engine and engine bay and everything else
3: was either in the cab or in the bed. Oh, no. (laughs) The guy said he just needed a truck for work real quick, thought he could put this one back together, and they definitely could not. So we drug it back, undid everything that he did, found out the damage was worse than they had even said, and decided, well, we're just going to tear it down to the block and, and start over.
0: Awesome, man. I, lo- I love when you can take, you know, lemons and make lemonade, right? Yeah. Like, you, you run into, like, oh, this is going to be quick and easy, and, and we're going to flip this around, or, you know, we're we're going to get this back on the road right away, and... Then after you go through like a real inspection, you're like, oh fuck.
1: Well, well and it's, oh well. It's funny that he, you say this because DJ, the head tech at our shop, five years ago we went and picked up uh, LLY Duramax, the one that he has now. And he, when he picked up the truck, there was one cylinder head in the back seat. There was one cylinder head, all the push rods, all the rockers, everything for the top end assembly was in the bed. And the engine bay had the short block with one head still on there. Yes. And he was like, oh, this is a weekend to fix. No, motor was (laughs) screwed. Like motor was junk, head was junk. And then he ended up buying another core motor. That motor was junk. So when you see this truck now where, you know, it's all been redone, the body is beautiful, perfect. It's a good running truck. There is such a backstory to that truck that no one would – I would never deal with it. I would have sold the truck six times over at this point. Oh, yeah. I would never have bought it. Right. So it's cool, you know, so you're working with a clean slate, an open book, you know, if you will, to create what you want.
3: Yeah, and to that same uh, regard, this truck, he kind of put it back together, the former owner. But when we started digging into it, we found that the engine and trans were in, but the converter bolts weren't. They put the starter back.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) We
3: found the – the top end was sealed up. And one of the uh, rocker bridges was just sitting in the engine. It oh. wasn't on the rockers. Oh my god! Like, st- stuff like that. That was just total face palm. Like we'd, we we would have been screwed had we just tried to get it to run. Ugh.
0: It's crazy, so, man. It's crazy when guys get into those projects where they're, you, you know, I love the DIY crowd. Like, I, I really do support that. I really am a big believer of if you can do it yourself. Uh, save yourself but the money. I'm also a big believer that if you can't, just pay somebody to do it right.
1: Because it's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly. We took it down to nothing and then took the, uh, the block off the shop, had it bored over, 20 over. redid pretty much everything inside of it that needed to be except for the rods. We left the rods because of our power goal. We figured that that's going to be our weak link and our fuse for something to go bad first.
1: So okay. that's the cap we off? Just, that's, the, that's where the 600 horsepower goal comes into play then? Yeah. Okay.
3: So we, that's where we were aiming for because we were figuring the, the basis of the project was something that anybody could do, and rods are a little bit further than what your normal guy is going to do. Right. So we left them there, and we figured if we can do 6, 650 on stock rods, we'll be happy. The project will meet its goal, and everything's good
1: so this is is this spinoff like a is this like a budget build then per se like what's the you know what's the main focus of this build
3: well it it started as a budget build but the further down the rabbit hole we went the uh less budget it was and the more just i'd look what we can do to to get 650 reliably right i remember some, some parts that are probably out of reach or things that you're you you would not need to do this but we did it anyway for the sake of magazine tech
1: project no i hear you i always think years ago you know my early years of what i didn't know was going to be a diesel career and always reading like uh project godzilla the green six four or mm-hmm. the uh project rust bucket the old first gen you know yep. those were the things that you know these these budget bills i think that has progressed that's where it started like that's kind of the basis
3: yeah, pretty much. It was like Rust Bucket. I was that Diesel Power from the day Sands bought that truck to the day <laughs> he sold it, so
1: <laughs> I know that one way too well. It's it, that's kind of like an iconic truck though. Like it it truly is.
0: You Chris has
1: referenced yeah. Project Rust Bucket, I think. I mean, ab- I bought about I, twenty times. I bought a ninety first gen after reading that article. Really? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And I did a lot of the stuff to get it to about 350, 400 horse.
0: Jason, when you were reporting or editing on that project, did you think that guys were going to go out and buy these trucks because of it? Did you think that you were making purchasing
1: influence? Um,
3: Yeah, I, w- I would hope so.
1: Okay. I mean, there's... Bit. There's two people at our shop, myself and Justin Vineyard, who's the machinist. Yeah. We both bought first gens within a month of one another. We went to school together. We've known each other for years. We both bought trucks due to the magazine article because we had no idea the untapped potential with those trucks. Yeah,
3: That's awesome. I think that's that's always the goal with these projects is to hopefully inspire people to go out and do it themselves, even if that means buying a clapped-out first gen.
1: (laughs) <laughs> you know, that, those trucks. You know, those trucks still have a special spot in my heart. They're good trucks. They're reliable for for what they are. Unless you find a rotted out one here in the Midwest. Um, but it was just it was the interaction. You know, you read the magazines. You inspire a lot of the the guys that we we talk to. Paul at the oh, shop. Yeah. These guys inspire to be something. they inspire to build something. So to read the magazines and to look up at these trucks and these guys in the magazines and then to buy something similar and to kind of do your own spinoff off of what you read, I mean that's kind of what this sports, like in a sense, this is what it's about.
3: Sure. Yeah, for sure. That's what, what makes it
1: great. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's awesome. So, Jason, so you guys got this thing torn down to the short block. You're sticking with the stock rods. Can you walk me up in the engine? Do did we, did we stick with stock heads too, or do we get some uh, some SoCal's or some some badass Waggler heads on there?
3: We actually stuck with uh, stock heads. The driver's side head was munched. That was part of the problem that that they did, and then they did a terrible resurfacing job trying to salvage the thing. So we actually just got a set of stock rebuilt heads from uh, from Fleece and put them on there because that was going to be all that we needed for it.
2: Okay.
1: Now one walk- place that we we did go is we did some Molly Cast Performance pistons. Okay.
3: Kind of the same reason. One of the pistons pistons was munched, and that was a spot that we saw that we could improve relatively easily.
1: Okay. All right. All right now, what are you guys doing as far as like the air and fuel setup like what's that look like
3: the uh for the turbo we went with uh, fleeces cheetah okay Their sixty three millimeter guy yep and then fuel we we went to uh industrial for the pump okay. and just did their rebuilt uh forty two over pump okay and then uh to dynamite for the injectors
1: okay the so go- same
3: there forty five percent over injectors
1: okay, okay. nice get,
3: about in that neighborhood, so the truck too is kind of a mutt, just because it's a magazine project. So parts from one company here, then another there. It's well, not a lot of continuity per se.
1: No, but I think it's you know getting the big names in the in the industry to be behind a project like what you guys are doing at Diesel Power Magazine. I mean that's kind of what it's about too.
0: I also feel like there's just a little bit more reality to that. Like most guys. Uh, might be brand loyal to Chevy, but probably not brand loyal to just one supplier of aftermarket parts, right? Like most guys, they buy a truck, it's got a couple of parts already on it, and then they go to somebody else and they buy it, and then there's a a Black Friday special, so they buy something else. Oh, for sure. We we mostly see mutts, at least in my experience in the industry. That's how I am. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so
3: so it's more of an everyday, every man truck in that regard, instead of just like a a one-shop built the thing. It wasn't a one-stop project.
0: By any means, oh, awesome. I don't blame him. Awesome, and I do. I do love that. W- without even hearing our advice, Jason just knew knew what we were going to say today, which was you could use more fuel than air. Which I think is exactly how you guys how set we it were, up, which right? like literally to a T of of what we recommend guys to do. Uh, go a little bit bigger on the fuel system. You know, if you're going to upgrade the turbo, don't live on the edge of any. You know, out, out of your fuel system, live on the edge of your turbo if you have to. Yeah.
3: Now, yeah, that, that's exactly what we were going for. We didn't want to stretch the fuel system. We wanted it to be nice and comfortable and let the let the air be the limiter on the power.
1: And you guys are going to reinvent the wheel here and run all that power through a stock Allison 1000, right?
3: <laughs> for at least a little bit, we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just don't go over 80. You're fine. That's it. That's it.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we did stick a uh, Banks billet torque converter in it just because okay. we didn't know the history of of anything of the trans because they claimed it was rebuilt but they claimed a lot of things when we bought this thing (laughs) so our plan is to get it running and then
1: break it that standard that standard craigslist one owner never beat on never towed with are you
0: reading every listing you've ever posted to craigslist right now chris let's not
1: (laughs) let's not get into that i am a good person (laughs)
0: So Jason, so you guys got this thing together. Um it, it's kind of a I, I like that term, every man build. Like this is something that I feel like every diesel owner has been through where you, you bought a truck on the cheap and you, you know, you thought it was gonna be a quick project and then it turned into this rabbit hole and then that rabbit hole. Uh what's the what's the purpose of the truck? Like what, once it's together. You're not going to go NHRDA Pro Street with it, but, like, are you going to get out to some sled pulls with it? Is it going to just tow some trailers around? Are you guys going to sell it? Like, what's the end of this truck's life look like?
3: You know, the, the truck lives in Southern California, so as much as we'd love to sled pull it, not really a lot of opportunity around here. True. Probably do some eight-mile drag racing with it and drag around a bunch of trailers and see it. If we ended up liking the truck a lot, we'll probably keep it for a, for a few years.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Now, all those parts I, I would be probably yelled at if I did not mention uh, were all tied together with some tuning uh, provided by Duramax Tuner, which I think is pretty cool. We always love to work with you guys on projects like this. Uh, how far are we along with the build? I, I, I hope I hope we got our, our tuning out to you. But uh, is the truck together? Is it is it still in pieces? Where are we at? The
3: truck is together. The engine's in it. We're, let's call it 80 or 90 percent of the way done with it. There's a few last loose ends to tie up, like throwing the engine wire harness back on and <laughs> plugging up some batteries and things. But besides that, it, it's together and filled with most of the fluids. This so is, we're just about there.
0: This is what I call tarp time because this is where a lot of guys throw a tarp over it and say next weekend for yeah, like 40 about. weekends in a row.
1: My car's been <laughs> apart for a month. I keep saying tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you have told me that you're going to put a turbo on it for a while now. Yeah, no. Yeah. Don't care. One one of these days, right? You know, one of these tarp time. Tarp time. <laughs> I dig it, man. Uh, okay, so do you know when the first article that this is going to be featured in? Uh, is is it is it going to be in Truck Trend or Truck Trend and Diesel Power? Where where can we follow this project?
3: So this project actually started in uh, Diesel Power's sister magazine Eight Lug and Work Truck Review, back when those were around, and then it's been in Diesel Power ever since. Um, the Stories have been out for about a year now. We're just building it piece by piece, story by story. There's more than a dozen of them uh, floating around on trucktrend.com and still coming out today. The diesel power that's on the stands right now has the second installment of the uh, long block build in it.
0: Nice. You know, I bet I've been reading these articles and not even realized that, like, I should have been stringing them together.
3: Huh. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. we've been, been a little vague about that. It's a company politics. No project vehicles. that etc etc so it's been a bunch of uh, tech stories that don't necessarily tie the whole project together okay. but once you figure out what we're doing you can see where it, where it's starting to go and how it's all one one
1: big build so then how not to pry into the dynamic or anything but how project rust bucket or how project uh, the godzilla the 64 those themed projects are no longer
3: no okay. it, somewhere along the line one um, management choice of no project vehicles they didn't like the term or something dumb about that and it just so they kind of turned into these different things different tech stories instead of one huge project build okay but it's all still good we're still doing the same stuff it's just called something different
1: well, I guess there's less obligation to have to finish a project. To, you know? that,
3: that is the danger of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: nice. I love it, man. Uh, well, as you've been doing these articles, what kind of advice would you have for somebody who, who maybe is going to dive into a project like this? Like, what are some of the, the big eye-openers that you've had through this project, even after you've had 12 years of diesel experience?
3: Oh, man. it's uh, <laughs> Never judge a book by its cover or believe anybody on Craigslist.
1: Second <laughs> that one.
3: That's been the big takeaway from this whole project. Um, that doesn't have a good plan before you get into it. We sat down and we we tried to draw out a pretty good plan of where we wanted to go, what parts we needed to get there before we got got too far into it, so we didn't mismatch things as we went along. It might be different brands from different people, but hopefully it'll all play nice and end up doing what we wanted to do
0: awesome man well i definitely appreciate you carving out some time to talk to our listeners about the truck and just kind of about some of the articles out there i know we're really excited to see it all come together and uh maybe even have to meet up with you and do a little bit of review on it uh that'd be a great one for chris's truck or for chris's uh vlog series there uh anybody you want to give a shout out to or any thank yous you want to send out
3: oh man if i thanked everybody that helped us with this we'd be here all afternoon
0: I like it. That's a blanket thank you to everybody that's been involved. Perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks so much for listening.
2: The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of Duramaxtuner.com. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains including Duramax, Cummins, Powerstroke, John Deere, Case, New Holland, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or chris at cehmke at duramaxtuner.com. Hey, thanks for listening. Your feedback is appreciated. Please rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and by all means, let us know if you have any ideas for a podcast. We'd love to hear from you.
1: I don't know what you do, Paul. Like, I, honestly, God, I'll just be honest. I don't know what it is that you do all day. You, my wife, and my boss all say the same thing yeah, yeah, to you're, me. your um. boss, yeah. Nick, <laughs> Nick, I've heard Nick. Paul, what the, fuck? you know? <laughs>